All right, so I have Dave. Dave has been very successful in life and he is a man that I look up to and whenever I have a financial question, Dave's the guy I go to. So there's a lot of wisdom that any listener to this little audio can gain. Dave, you're a Canterbury man, Christchurch, New Zealand, and you started off as a car dealer at one point and obviously you've made some advances and done pretty well in life. So just as an everyday standard Kiwi, what tips around money would you be able to sort of give to people? Because life life is pretty tough, you know? What do they say? If you've got a job, it's just over broke. And I think recently I heard that when there's a huge Powerball, you know, that gets announced, well, actually people's grocery shopping, they actually spend, what, $17 less or whatever it costs on their groceries from week to week. And that means, and I think this was a discussion with John Key and, and the progressive company, but I think what that means is that it relates to the fact that people, to spend their money on Powerball, to do that, they're sacrificing another area, meaning that a lot of people in New Zealand, they're just getting by week to week. Okay, so at the end of the week, they're down to zero every week. So Dave, you're Mr. Money Man. What advice can you give to everyday Kiwis to make life a little bit easier? I think you should have a budget and it should be quite strict. You should sit down and work it out with your family and be absolutely disciplined about it. Maybe if you've got to have two or three bank accounts, like set aside the power bill into a separate bank account every week and maybe set aside other holiday expenses in a separate bank account, you might have three or four but your purpose-driven accounts to actually live on a particular budget because it's the ordinary spending that runs away. Oh, just go and get another box of beer or another load of food or whatever. But if you live within a budget and then just look at the cupboard and, and see what you've got, and hey, if you're lucky enough to be able to have a garden, then it's okay, it's a bit of work, but it can save a heap of money and get fresh vegetables. Not everyone can do that, but it really is worth the effort so that when things get a bit of a lean week, you can go out of the backyard and think, right, oh, we've got some carrots and we've got some spuds. We'll be right. We can make a bit of a meal with this. But you really just got to have a fixed budget and, and don't change from it because it's, it's that temptation to just go and um, get some chocolate or chips or chocolate coal or that just adds up another 20 bucks. But, you know, 20 bucks a week and for a year is $1,000. And that's just the difference. Um, you know, $1,000 would be nice to have that at the end of the year, wouldn't it? Sure would. So... Look, the garden's a really interesting thought. And most people in this day and age were so busy that unfortunately, especially in New Zealand, like you go to pack and save and the cheap food is the not so great food, right? The fresh vegetables and all those sorts of things. Well, that's actually what we know we need to fuel our bodies on. But it takes preparation. It's hard. And at the end of a long work day, a lot of people don't want to. They just want to go to the convenience foods, self-included. So yeah, that, that's a really good piece of advice. Dave, look, obviously you run a finance company as well. And, you know, I'm going to say there's a lot of loan sharks out there that don't care who they lend to. I can hand on heart say that Dave isn't one of them. And basically, I think what's your little sort of tagline, Dave? If You shouldn't borrow money, but if you have to, come to us and we'll make sure we look after you. I think you say exactly. something. And for the shortest term possible, for the least possible amount of money. But let's just go back to the garden. You said they're so busy doing what? And it's probably not a bad idea just to keep a bit of a, you know, have a budget on your time because that's critical. And you're busy doing what? Watching TV? You know, if you actually count your hours in a week, what are you busy doing? And a lot of people aren't aware that of the time they waste just socialising and drinking or, or whatever. 
but actually, when you look at the time you spend, are you that busy that you can't do a garden or is it just can't be bothered? And if you can't be bothered, that's fine. But if you're short of money, please don't complain. A good answer. Good answer. I think some of the other things that potentially run away on people are the little subscriptions that they, uh, yes. like Spotify, you know, that what is it, $17 a month? I imagine those things just start adding up and a subscription, you might have three or four in the background that, hey, you probably forget about in some cases. Well, you won't need Netflix if you're too busy to have a garden, will you? <laughs> that is true. That is true. But I mean, they do need, people do need some, yes. don't we? Yes, of course you do. Yeah, but we seem to just waste our leisure time. We don't kind of really value it. We just kind of flop ourselves in front of the TV and we don't really value the time we're wasting. And if we just took account of it for a week, uh, we notebook or something, you'd be amazed how much time you're wasted that could be spent with your family outside or doing something useful. Or even, you know, I start a second job. Yeah, yeah. Look, I've actually just cancelled Netflix, Dave. Personally, because I just thought it was sucking my life away. And it's really not that good. The, the content on Netflix is average. So what I've done is I've actually flipped over to YouTube. I've just cancelled it because I just didn't like the way it was impacting my life. I transferred the money over to Spotify so I had good, you know, good music, which is obviously good for the soul and all that kind of stuff. But I've just if I want to watch something, I'll jump on YouTube. And it's fascinating how much good content there is for free. I mean, if I want to watch The Family Guy, which is a pretty chilled out program, yes, then I like it. it's free on. You like Family Guy too, do you? I do, yep. Good on you, good on you. By the way, anybody that's listening, Dave, how old are you? 68. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yep. a bit of a white line. Four kids, four kids, eight grandkids, but we're pretty active and we do have a garden. I don't do it. My wife does, unfortunately. Yep. Um, but we're active. I wash my own cars and keep our own house tidy and you know, we're active. We don't have, we don't sit around. We don't have Netflix, by the way. We do have Sky, but we don't watch criminal business programs and the news on that. But we don't sit down. We just can't seem to um, fit in having, watching movies. We go for a walk for an hour at night. Every time we come home after a walk and, and have a coffee, it's bedtime. But not just sitting in front of the telly, you're blobbing out. And of course, then the other problem is that, you know, we can be constantly put on weight and eat potato chips and drink Coca-Cola. And it's an ever-decreasing cycle then, isn't it? Oh, TV is that, what do you call it, gateway drug to fatness. Well, that's yes. what in my life, because when I'm in front of the TV, I've been taught to, let's say I went to the movies when I was a kid, what do you do? You get taught about the popcorn, that's the culture. Yes, yeah. In the TV, you get a back, packet of chips. And I don't know about you, but man boobs isn't the most attractive thing in the world. <laughs> so, no. Cut <laughs> it out. Yeah. You've told me I'm a bit of a fatty at times, um, Dave, so I've, I've, I've listened to you, mate. Right, good on you, yeah. Yep, so, hey, you've just got to do those things, isn't it? You know, we, I don't like, I go swimming once a week, I don't like that, but i just got to do something to just keep trim and keep active, and it's, of course it's social, you meet people at the pool, but it's not something I actually enjoy or look forward to, I just do it because it's good for me, and I think that we've got to do some of those things in life, and I talked about budgeting, not easy, but if you really are concerned, if you're not worried about being short of money, then that's fine. You just live life being short of money. But if you actually are and you want to do something about it, you're going to have to give a budget on your money and your time. So budgeting, Dave, what does that look like? Because like, it's, school doesn't teach us anything about money. We kind of have to go through life and figure it out along the journey. Like we have zero education 
what would a good budget look like? I've heard sort of theories in the past that like you put 10% away for this, 10% away for education, 10%, you know, and that all seems very, like how do you actually do it? What's your thought? Well, you start with, say, your rent, your power, your phone, and then you look at bills. But bills will be broken up into high features on the car, Netflix. You need to actually list, go through your bank statement. What's gone out of your bank in the last month? And list them all up. And as you're just writing them down, it'll be good for you. And then you've got to analyse, well, do I need each one of these lines? Every It's only um, $17 a month. That's 250 bucks a year. So you've got to go through each line. Do I need this? Do I need this? Maybe you simply want it. And if you want it, that's cool. But the consequence is you won't have any money. So don't just put bills. List your bills up. High purchase, credit card payment. And your credit card payment isn't actually a credit card payment. It's a payment for a list of stuff you bought during the month that you probably should have paid cash for. In our case, to control the random spending, if you like, we draw that amount out of the bank every week. So if you're going to spend $150 on coffees and random things, go and get it out of the machine and then half each for you and your partner, whatever. And then when it's gone, it's gone. Otherwise, you take your credit card out, you get a bit drunk. Oh, we'll just have another round of drink, boys. The next thing you spend another $200. But if you left home with 100 bucks in your pocket and it's 11 o'clock at night, you're down to six bucks, you know it's time to go home. And you were sober when you made that calculation, you were sober. So maybe it is time to go home. Mate, that's great advice. Actually seeing the cash disappearing out of your hands, the psychology around that is, yes. isn't it? It's, no one likes giving money away. So whereas the old card, and especially now it's on like some of the phones can do it as well. You just tap and go. Yeah, it just feels too easy, doesn't it? So no, you should take it off your phone or disable it when you're going out because... Alcohol um, makes your wallet get a bit loose. And you wake up in the morning, oh, I don't spend all that money. And if you just take cash, you know exactly how much you've got. It's a lot more calculated. You can work it out before you go, what you can afford to spend. So you won't overspend if you've only got cash. I reckon the old the wallet there is that's the real hangover once you realise how much you've spent. And um, yes. probably go home and, and maybe their partner gives them a whole lot of grief around it as well. And, and that's the real headache. So... Card habits, that's a really good piece of advice. Now, what about a loan? Obviously, you own a finance company. We'll wrap this up shortly, but like, if someone has to take a loan out for an emergency bill, maybe their, oh, I don't want to say it, but maybe their cat gets hit by a car or something, needs to take them to the vet or something like that. Like, what, like how do you best take out a loan for the least? Like, what's the best way around it? You're the expert here. Well, we encourage our clients to borrow the least amount they possibly can over the shortest possible time. So if you need 840 bucks, don't borrow 1000 borrow 840 and then pay it off it as fast as you can. If you can manage 50 weeks at the finance company, so you only pay 40, you stick to the 50 and pay it off as quick as you can. So you're paying less interest, you're out of debt quicker and you're able to move on with your life. And, and it's just a, for a particular purpose. And in the case of you know buying cars, Sure, the interest rate's cheaper on the house if you chuck it on the house, but it's for 30 years and it'll end up costing you dearly. You're better to have it over three years or four and you actually know what it is. You'll pay a bit more interest, but only for three or four years and you know what it costs. And actually, if you can't make the payments on a car for three or four years, you shouldn't be having one. You shouldn't be paying car off over 10 years because they depreciate too quickly and they won't last that long. Really, if you can't afford the payments over three or four years, you've got to buy a less expensive car. And you raise a really good point there. Like a lot of people want to buy new, 
I've fallen into that trap in the past as well. But actually, you know what? A couple of years old is actually good enough. You know? Hey, but the modern Japanese cars, five years, or, you know, even eight years, you know, they do 300,000 kilometres. So buying a Toyota or a Nissan done 150Ks, it's still a good car. And they'll be reliable and it'll achieve most of the things you want to. Anything beyond that is ego. Hey, and I've got that issue too, and I've bought some cars that are just egotistical. But you recognise that. Hey, I need to spend 10 or 12 grand a year what I actually need, but I want to spend 16 on the VA combo because I like it. That's okay if you can afford it. You just got to acknowledge that this is really a bit of an ego trip. And like me too, I do those ego trips. But just recognise it to yourself and don't fool yourself. And it's making sure you don't fall into the habit of buying the new phone. Like, and, you know, getting into those sort of, because there's a lot of, you know, the, the society we live in is very much, I want it now. And... I want the latest and the greatest. So the new phone that comes out, bam, you have to have it straight away. What I maybe think is a good idea, especially if you've got a partner who needs a phone as well, is maybe you can bunny hop. Do you do yes. like that? Yes, we do. You know what I mean, Dave? Uh, uh, yes, I run uh, multiple businesses, and most years I get the new iPhone, and then it goes down to my wife, and then the year after it goes down to one of our staff, and it's seven years before it drops out the bottom of the system. So yes, but buying one of our other friends just, him and his wife, bring new phones this year, new iPhone 11s, great. But, you know, it's another 40 bucks a month on their phone bill. Well, that's two grand a year. And on, well, that's not this, so it's only 800 bucks a year. But over the three years, it's 2,400. It's 2,400 that if you were short of money, it's going to make a difference. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, Dave, let's wrap this up. This is the start of all the conversations. There's some really valuable stuff. I think the card habit, is one that everybody can relate to and also not just i mean everybody knows the tv sucks the life out of you so those little habits there are going to make a massive difference um but there's some absolute gold you've given us so hey thank you very much dave we'll, we'll do it again okay bye, bye.